Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day out. It's cold, but it's a beautiful day out. Yesterday we were having a blizzard. So today we're not, and that makes it a great day. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into the news for the day. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, once again we come before you. We bow before you, Father, even if not physically bowing, we bow before you. You deserve all the glory. You are a magnificent and awesome God that we serve. Father, we thank you for your love, that agape love, a love that is so strong that you will wrap your arms around us that you will hold your arms out, begging us to come home for your love, your grace, and your mercy. For all these things, you are to be glorified, the creator of all life. Father, we come before you to praise you. We come before you, Father, to beg your forgiveness for the sins in our lives, for the sins of this nation. Father, may we turn this nation back to you. There are a few of us, your children, the remnant, still fighting. Father, may we realize that our help comes from you. And that is where we should lean. May our faith grow, Father. May our courage grow. That we will be children eager, quickly, to do your will. Father, may we always be kind and loving to others. For such a time as this, I believe you have placed me here, and I believe you have placed each one who is listening exactly where they are today. Father, I'm trying to help them learn they've got to get up from the table and we need to go to the harvest. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the bad news today is that the Senate rescued the government, and it will not be shut down. I have an article here on that somewhere. Rudy gave it to me. I thought I had everything in order. Eh, I don't have it in order, naturally. And um, they did it in rather a hurry. They did it last night. You know, there it is, because they just had to rescue. You know, we can't have the government shut down. You know, I've been around a little bit, and I've, I've been around when the government shut down. You know what happened? Nothing. They don't even miss a paycheck. They have to wait to get their paychecks. 
But nobody's jobs are in jeopardy. Nothing really happens. We just don't pay our bills. <laughs> we have a lot of that going on. You know, there's a, there's a national debt company to help you get out of debt. It's a national debt company. I'm thinking that maybe we should hire them to go to Congress and get this nation out of debt. Tell us how to do it. All right, I'm joking, but, you know. Anyway, here in the article, it says the Senate voted on Thursday to pass a stopgap bill to avert the shutdown at the end of the week ahead of looming Friday deadline when the government finding funding has been set to expire. The bill passed in the Senate by a tally of 65 to 27. I want to know who the 27 were. That's what I want to know. Prior to holding a final vote on the stopgap bill, the Senate took three other votes on amendments put forward by Republicans, but all three failed. Two of the amendments would have prohibited funding for vaccine mandates, while the other amendment would have Imposed a balanced budget requirement. Well, yeah, they're not going to vote for that. They got too many people to please. If you remember the first, the first bill that went through to, for COVID to help us, us, the American people, a whole bunch of money went to the arts. Yeah. Because they were not in danger, but they were in danger. No, they weren't. So that is the good news, or the bad news. I would put it as a bad news. And I, as I said, I remember shutdowns before, and I don't really need them. I don't think we need to worry about it. They need us, and we need to stop the idiotic spending immediately. But that's not going to happen. They they decided they don't want a balanced budget, even though, you know, constitutionally they should have a balanced budget. But the good news is... Curious Kamala, Vice President, as she constantly tells us, is going to Germany. She has done such a fantastic job in all her tasks. Each task that the installed president gave her has been completely so and so swiftly completed, we knew, never knew she was even there. When Curious Kamala went to the U.S. southern border, well, she was close. Our border was opened up immediately and the flood of immigrants grew and grew because, you know, that's really what it was all about. It wasn't about stopping it. It might have stopped if she'd got closer. It might have scared them away. I don't know. And then Curious Kamala went to Washington, D.C. When given the task to help the Senate pass a major, a major voting legislation bill, the bill failed. But Kamala was a success, you know, because... As she tells us over and over, Biden is president, and my name is Kamala Harris, and I am vice president. After the successful way, she keeps peace in her own staff. Biden, between licks of ice cream cone, decided Kamala knows how to bring peace and how to be diplomatic. She might not have much personal staff left, but the ones that are there are happy to be there serving Kamala. After all, she has told them, my name is Kamala Harris and I am the vice president. She said this as she shook her head in confidence and defiance. So rest assured, America, curious Kamala or Kamala or however she says her name is going to Germany. 
You know, I wonder if she's going to put on a German accent like she did when she went to France and she tried to speak with a French accent. Is she going to be German? She has a lot of experience keeping peace. We all know how well-liked she is. And it is in her bloodline. Her granddaddy owned slaves, you know. He kept the peace. And she knows exactly what she's doing. She'll keep the peace here and abroad one way or another. Because after all, I am Kamala Harris, and I am the president of the United, vice president, I'm sorry, of the United States. Look out, Germany. Here she comes. Curious Kamala goes to Germany. And I had you have an article on that. She has done such a terrific job that they are going to send her to Germany to keep the peace. Now, obviously, you know I'm being a little bit facetious. A whole lot facetious. And I, it made me think this morning about Curious George. The monkey that went here and he went there and he got in trouble everywhere he went and he caused chaos and, well, Kamala's our Curious George, isn't she? She never really quite is, she's never really successful at what she's given to do. So, I think it would be wise, Biden says, to leave the country. Responding to reporters' questions, I'd hate to see them get caught in the crossfire. In fact, they did invade, and there is no need for that in case they didn't. And he's talking about Russia on the Ukraine border. And I'm wondering, well, why didn't he just send her to Russia? Well, she's going to Germany. She has a lot of experience in keeping the peace, and we think that, uh, you know, Germany better watch out because here she comes. They don't stand a chance. We're sending curious Kamala to Germany. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com, or call 888-316-2224, that's 888 888- Three one six two 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 four. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. 
Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt, and while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations setting your table is an important part of every meal the patterns you choose say something about you and your family bringing america home with libertytabletop.com or go to my website csetalkradio.com and click on their link call liberty tabletop at 844-386-2338 use the promo code bethann and receive 10 percent off your purchase libertytabletop.com We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We got Daniel Turner with us. Daniel, you missed a heck of a monologue. We talked about Curious Kamala going to Germany. (laughs) (laughs) Curious Kamala went to the border and everything got great there. Curious Kamala went to the Congress to make sure they passed the bill and which didn't, it failed, but she was successful. And Curious Kamala does such a great job of keeping peace in her own staff that Curious Kamala is now going to Germany. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, the 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 laughter coming out of our European allies as that plane touched down, and they thought, really, what is this person who's absolutely incompetent, um, and unqualified for the position she has? What is this person possibly going to contribute to? Uh, what is a very serious international uh, situation? Um, I mean, Kamala Harris has been unqualified. For every Everything. job she's ever had, Everything. she has just done things to get ahead, and then she has used that job. What's a typical DC? Use that job to audition for the next job, yeah. saying if you don't vote for me, it's because you're a sexist or a racist, and <laughs> and this is where we are. And then when she bowed out of the presidential primary, but she was one of the first ones to bow out in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen. She, she had no support. Zero. Nope. <laughs> Maybe one. No delegates. And and what did she do? She said, you know, we're not ready. America was not ready to see uh, a, a black woman uh, in this position, and 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 no one pushed back on that. This is what is basically saying is not only did they not push back, but that was a Democrat primary. 
So she was accusing Democrats of being racist, racist and sexist. That wasn't the American electorate writ large. It wasn't a evil Republican. You know, what comes out of these Democrats' mouths, and some of the Republicans, but let's talk about the Democrats for a moment, is just amazing to me. Like, like the new Eric, is, is it Eric Adams, the new mayor there in New York? Yes. Getting up there and telling these, these, uh, which they are hand-picked journalists that, you know, you don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> and I'm not talking about his skin color. It's like, what, what are they, what are they thinking when they even say stuff? Yeah. The Kamala, yeah, you're right. She's, she's absolute, she's been a failure at everything she's done. Everything. And yeah. a liar. <laughs> you yeah. know, they called her out during the primaries about what she did to, uh, you know, when she was a prosecutor there in the state of California. And what she did to the prisoners, and in particular the black prisoners. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Eric Adams comment was was particularly uh, hurtful as a New Yorker because, um, I mean, I, I even hate the expression of saying New York is a diverse city. Like I have to justify oh, yeah. it. But is if it? you grew up in New York the way I grew up in New York. To say you've never interacted or dealt with someone of a different race is kind of comical. Actually, Queens, where I grew up, is uh, the most diverse county in the nation and possibly the world. Um, literally every nationality is found in the borough of of, of Queens, in Queens County. Um, so this, this idea that, well, you know, you're just treating me this way because none of you look like me, and as a black man, as mayor... Um, you know, I have white people uh, uh, interpreting my words. Um, at, at a certain point, not only people of, of uh, black people, but white people, everyone needs to start rejecting this and say, oh, absolutely. I am sick and damn tired of being told <laughs> that I have implicit racism because you're black and I'm white. And every interaction we have has to boil down to 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 this and it's just it's so annoying and it's it's quite frankly uh, um you know we we hear all the time about white privilege and white privilege well i'm beginning to think there's a certain level of minority privilege that is and this is what george Mm -hmm. bush who i don't quote often but george bush did call the the soft bigotry of low expectations to say that whenever there's any other situation you say well it's because of white privilege you got well, you know, at what point are we going to say, well, you, then you don't have to live up to the rest of the standards we do as mayor of New York because you can just say, well, it's because I'm black, you're treating me this way. And if you were a lousy vice president and the border's collapsing, you can say, well, it's because I'm an African woman, American woman and that's why you treat me this way. Yeah, because um, they're never, it's, they're it's never responsible tiring. for their policies and their failures. No. It's, it's your fault. Because you're judging me because I'm black. So are you telling me because you're a different color of skin that you are never to be held responsible for any decisions that you make? Yeah. I mean, as a mayor, he's got all kinds of people under him, all colors, and he's to take care of all kinds of New Yorkers. But he's going to stand up there like a big baby and say, well, the rest of you don't look like me and you're judging me. By my color, not by my policies, even though they're failing, but by my color. Yeah, and the real evil behind a lot of this, which does come from the the the, the liberal, the, the, quite frankly, the white liberals who who are in a lot of our major cities, is that they play these race games 
but secretly deep down inside, they are the true racists because Absolutely. the consequences of their policies don't affect them. You know, you look at something like Stop and Frisk, which was then blown up to be the most racist and evil and whatever policy because they say it targeted disproportionately um, black people. But who's getting shot disproportionately right now in New York? It's not rich white people in the Upper West Side. And that is why when a rich white woman is shot on the Upper West Side, it makes the front page of the news. But when it's a 16-year-old black kid in, in East New York in Brooklyn, it's not even the news. It's just a statistic. And every weekend in Chicago, who is getting shot in Chicago? It's 15 and 16-year-old black kids. And so they say, well, your policies are racist. Well, you know what? Your consequences of no policy is racist because the ones who are dying, sadly, tragically, the ones who are dying right now in our cities are African-American kids. And the ones who are getting left behind by schools are African-American kids. And the ones who are disproportionately falling into drug use are African-American kids. And the ones who you abort are African-American kids. And, and, and you so know, they that, have, that's what's frustrating. And they have no choice but the Democrat choice or else they're considered to be. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. You're still going to be yeah. called a, a white supremacist or, or a bigot or whatever. And you're called names if you think for yourself. You know, what happened in New York earlier this week or was it the last part of last week? I've kind of lost track with things. When the Asian woman was stabbed to death by this guy that was out of prison, and Kamala Harris, not Kamala, I'm sorry, AOC comes out and says it was because, I don't know, she was making up the things we don't talk about, we don't yeah. want to talk about, is is that they, it came to an end, I guess some kind of a subsidy for, for Infamil, for uh, milk for babies. Exactly. And so we don't want to talk about that. As if yeah. this guy killed killed this woman, neither neither one had children as far as I know that are involved in it. He murdered her because people were no longer getting supplements or help with their with their baby formula. Yeah, AOC and people makes listen it, to this stuff. It's I like, know everyone in every shoplifter is Jean Valjean who's stealing a loaf of bread at the beginning of Les Misérables because his family is <laughs> is dying of starvation, right? I mean, you look at the images of the shoplifters and they are in Hermes and they're in Prada and they're in Gucci. They're not stealing Infamil. They're not stealing bread. They're not stealing. They're, they're stealing. They're stealing luxury goods, um, and it is vilely offensive. But this is this is why the, the 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 liberal left is our philosophical and more and more our mortal enemy, and why they need to be defeated in absolutely everything. It is vile and offensive to say that, but for these big government programs, we will all turn to criminals, right? But for government paying these people, giving them tax credits, giving them subsidies, giving them food stamps, as soon as that is gone, we're going to have Lord of the Flies. And, and I don't believe, and I know this goes back to, you know, Locke and Hobbes, and this is hundreds of years of debate, what man is. And you can say that society tames them or society makes them wild. But that is different than saying that government is what keeps them at check. Government does not keep people at check, and it doesn't keep them from becoming the monsters who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, that's, but that's AOC. She loves big government, and she will always find an excuse for big government. Well, and it was like somebody that said, you know, they'd been giving her a lot of slack for just not being very intelligent, and now they've come to the conclusion she actually says these stupid things on purpose because she's evil. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, she I'm, is I'm, ignorant I'm, and evil, but uh, 
the people that are listening to even think for one split second that there was any truth in this garbage she was spitting out. That's amazing to me. Yeah. If anybody listened to it. Yeah. The, the, the reason why that poor woman was tragically stabbed to death is because liberals like AOC said it was immoral and wrong to leave the mentally ill and the homeless and to force them into some sort of system to force them to get they, they closed down mental facility hospitals. And they talk all the time about mental illness, but they said you cannot hold these people against their will. So they've allowed these people to sit on the street and become more and more crazy and take drugs and be hungry. And they and this is somehow dignity, right? Mm-hmm. This is somehow better for this. And, poor and Eric person. Adams, you know, a brown mayor, he doesn't care a bit about the no. crime. He only cares about what he's looking at and who he's looking at and how much money he's making. And that's all he cares about, an agenda. They all want socialism and they're after it. And they're going strong and hard at it. We're out of time for your segment, and you can stay if you want to. I've got some other things to talk about. (laughs) Next next week, I'll talk about something happier. On Tuesday. We'll be on Tuesday, the whole show. Thank you. God bless you. We'll be right back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I'm going to back up just a little bit. And uh, I have a list of the 27 Republicans that voted against the bill that passed late last night. Don't you just love it that they do it late at night? You know, because they work so hard. I mean, these representatives, they've got it so hard. But curious to me are the votes, those who decided not to vote at all. And there's eight of those. And I'm talking about Republicans. I don't know about the Democrats. Burr from North Carolina. Feinstein, she's a Democrat, from the state of California. Lindsey Graham. He's running for office again. He's a Republican from South Carolina. I've said it over and over and over again. Graham says what he wants to say, depending on the audience he's got in front of him. He's a rhino, folks. Inhofe, a Republican from Oklahoma. And Kelly, a Democrat from Arizona. Luan, a Democrat from New Mexico. Romney, a Republican from Utah. He decided he didn't need to vote. And Rosen, a Democrat from Nevada. So I did have the Democrats there, thanks to Rudy. They did not vote. They have a job. They didn't bother to show up and vote. Or else they showed up and didn't vote. I don't know which it was. I didn't look into that. I really don't care unless one of them had COVID and couldn't come. I really don't care. They need to show up to work and vote. That is their job. No. And then there was 27 of the Republicans that did vote yes. Uh, I mean, no. And um, I won't even uh, bother to go through them. Uh, but Roy Blunt, who is retiring, he voted yes with the Republicans. And I'm fairly certain that uh, a few others did as well. But Lindsey Graham's running for office, so he's up again. So he didn't vote. He didn't want that on his record, one way or the other. He didn't want it on his record. 
Are you listening, Lindsey Graham? Because America's kind of got a feel for what you do. And it's not very honest. All right. Now, I have a couple of articles, and I'm going to bring them back out, I think, on Tuesday when we have um, uh, Daniel back on. But I found this kind of comical last night, uh, a couple of nights ago. Maybe it was like, yeah, it was a couple of nights ago. On uh, Fox, I watched the comedy Gutfeld has. Sometimes it's pretty raunchy, but I, I watch part of it on, in the evenings. And um, they were talking about ethanol, which caught my ear because, you know, we're in rural America, and we know all about raising the corn for ethanol. Now, I've had a brother for years and years and years that uh, used to say, why are we eating our, you know, why are we burning up our food? And, of course, um, a lot of farmers have made some money on this. And the idea was that ethanol was cleaner. If you had the ethanol gas, it was cleaner for the environment. Well, the carbon intensity is likely at least 25% higher than gas. They're coming out with these these things that says here, corn ethanol is not a climate-friendly fuel. He says the study was partially funded by the National Wildlife Federation of the United States. That's the Department of Energy and the Department of Energy. It found that the combination of changes in land was made in order to grow corn in addition to its combustion and processing made corn-based fuel more polluting than gas. I was kind of kidding around. My husband was watching the news that evening with me. We are Kind of kidding around. We want to just do away with the corn, feed it to the cows, and, you know, we got all these gassy cows, and just somehow we could just get the gas from the cows. You know, that's called methane, by the way. Just get the gas from the cows. And maybe Swalwell, because he's got a little bit of extra gas, too. Anyway, this is something that has been a moneymaker, a government moneymaker, because government provided subsidies for the farmers to raise the corn so that we could have ethanol. Interesting, I think. And I'm not against the farmers who took advantage of that. I'm not against that at all. I'm just telling you, we are constantly being lied to, whether it is about the spying and the lying and the Russiagate or the ethanol or guess what? <laughs> I've got another one. Multiple climate alarmist studies about fish acidification turns out to be false. It says here, a new study published in early February seems to indicate that many prior claims about the alleged acidification of ocean water dramatically exaggerated the process's effect on the fish and other marine life. Now, this was a study of 91 different studies, and they put it all together, and they came out that they really didn't make a whole lot of difference. They had exaggerated the acidification of the ocean. But as you get into the bottom of this, they still aren't going to accept that. Authors of the new study noted that, nevertheless, the more sensational studies were published in high-impact journals and have a disproportionate influence. We intend, we contend, that ocean acidification has a negative direct impact on the fish behavior. Even though 91 different studies said it did not... They're going to follow the science. No, no, no. I mean, they're going to follow the money. You got that? 
They're going to follow the money. The article doesn't say that. That is Beth that says that. So here we are, folks. They've lied about climate change. And they're still throwing that at you, although they can see it's not really working. But they keep throwing it at you. They're telling you to worry about the gassy cows. They told you, told you that ethanol was the way to go and it was cleaner and more effective and they found out in the whole big picture it was not. They've lied about so many things. And through the pandemic, they have lied and they have withheld monoclonal treatments that they know would save lives. They lie about abortion. They lie about the FDA. They lie. The CDC lies. And we sit here and we take it and we take it and we take it. And guess what? Guess what? We're going to have a people's convoy. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to talk about that just a little bit because it, it intrigues me. I have admired these in uh, Canada. By the way, they're getting in trouble. They're starting to arrest some of these guys. And they have frozen bank accounts, and they're bragging about it. And as I said yesterday, if you think that they won't freeze your bank account here in the United States of America, as long as we have the people in charge that are in charge, I didn't really want to say Democrats, because somebody like Roy Blunt, somebody like Liz Cheney, somebody like uh, McConnell, somebody like, I'm um, trying to think of Romney, they'll freeze your bank accounts. They're all rhinos. They all want power. Government, more government, big government power. That's what they want. McConnell has already said that when they take over the majority, that he's he thinks we should work with the Democrats and come up with some solutions. I wish they'd stop coming up with solutions, don't you? Well, before we go into this next break, and before we really begin talking about the convoy, I want to go back to C.W. McCall's song about the convoy. Here is the chorus, because we got a little old convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a little old convoy. Ain't she beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy. Ain't nothing going to get in our way. We're going to roll this rocking convoy across the USA. Of course, my favorite verse, because I was my husband at the time of this being a big hit, we were hog farmers. <laughs> Convoy, ah, oh, breaker, 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 big pig pen. This is, this here's the duck. And you gonna back off them hogs? Convoy. Yeah, 10-4, about five miles. So, 10 Roger, them hogs is getting intense up here. By the way, by the time we got into Tulsa town, we had 85 trucks and all. But they's a rock block. There's a roadblock up on the clover leaf, and then bears was wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, this here's the duck. We about to go hunting bear. All right, it's a funny little song, and it's talking about the truckers. And, of course, they live a different life than you and I, and it's a tough life. It's a hard life. They're on the road all the time, and their families suffer. But anyway, we're going to have a people's convoy, and we're going to talk about that when we come back after this break. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? 
It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty Flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all the is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your 
or buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special and enter promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com and the promo code is BETHANN. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I wanted to talk about the People's Convoy just for a little bit. I've got an article here from Epic Times. It's written by Enrico. And uh, it says the trucker-led convoy will kick off on February 23rd. That's next week. From Barstow area in California. And head eastbound toward the capital of the Constitutional Republic. (laughs) I thought it was kind of funny how he worded that. In Washington, D.C. To peacefully protest to end the federal government's emergency powers declared since March of 2020 in the response in the COVID-19 pandemic and restore freedoms protected by the Constitution. Now, that would have been done by President Trump in March of 2020, correct? Yes. Barstow is a city about 100 miles out from Los Angeles, where the truckers often converge. It's considered a major crossroads. Now, the large convoy goes by the name of the People's Convoy and will be nonpartisan and cross-culture in nature. They estimate 500 to 1,000 trucks. That's a big difference. Will gather and depart eastward for Kingman, Arizona. The next morning, they will depart from the location and head east to the Interstate 40 toward Lupton, Arizona. And on February 25th, the plan is to arrive in Glen, in Glen Rio, Texas. He goes on to say here in this article that most details on the routes are being released two or three days in advance as safety dictates. They're trying to keep things on the low key yet be open enough to for safety. He says, you can expect expect us to travel along I-40 and work our way towards D.C. This is Brian Brace. It, um, it says multiple groups will be joining the convoy as they drive towards the Capitol. It might be truckers that started it standing up, but this is the people's convoy for a reason. This is for every American, no matter where you come from or your personal background. This is for every person to be a part of. This is not left or right issue. This is an American issue. And this convoy is for everyone. Moms in soccer vans, he says, to motorcycles, to buses full of hippies. It doesn't matter. You don't hear people talk like that anymore. Buses full of hippies. This is for everyone that believes in their personal freedoms as a human being and as an American. Their personal freedoms that are protected by the Constitution of the United States. I'm going to add up America. It doesn't matter what you drive. Bring the golf cart. Bring the moped. Bring everybody. This is for everyone. It's the people's convoy, and it's for the people. Now they've uh, had to uh, kind of 
use their imagination and, and, and do something a little different after what happened with the GoFundMe pages with the Canadian convoy. He says, so to receive donations via credit cards, PayPal, or cryptocurrency. Now, they're going to be careful with PayPal because PayPal done did uh, Sheriff Mac bad many years back when he was, was getting donations on PayPal. says the donations are being handled through the nonprofit American Foundation for Civil Liberties. That kind of worries me a little bit. Of freedom, which is being supported through private banking as well as accountants and lawyers that will track the donations and place them accordingly. They still better be careful. Some of their plans are still being held pretty close to the chest. They're keeping quiet on some of them. But another goal of the movement is to hold officials accountable for the actions they took in the name of public health during the pandemic. Brace explained... They would like to see congressional hearings, oh Lord, more hearings, as to several things. Why the actions were taken that were taken. What science did they use to back up their actions? And I added, why treatment has been denied. Remember when they wouldn't let anybody use hydroxychloroquine? Bray says, we're calling on the Senate hearings and things like judicial hearings through the Senate and the House to get to the bottom of the source of the COVID-19 pandemic, how it started, where it started exactly, and who's responsible for the steps and the mandates and shutting down people. They have scientific facts that contradict what the CDC or the World Health Organization has said. Dr. Ryan Cole is the founder of Cole Diagnostics and has voiced his support in the convoy to Washington. There's a team of 17,000 doctors that is standing in support of the convoy. We're excited to see these. And I love the way he put this. Brace said, the white coat standing with the blue collar, referring to the petition to review the COVID-19 narrative signed by over 17,000 doctors, and led by Dr. Robert Malone. Brace believes that there are already troublemakers trying to infiltrate the convoy, so they're trying to be very careful. I told him, I wrote in here, you better watch out for the FBI, Antifa, and BLM. The bottom line here is we're not doing anything illegal. We're standing up for the rights, our rights. We are Americans, and we have the right to assemble, and we're doing a march. It's not, it's no different than any of the peaceful marches that have happened over the generations of the United States history. Well, January 6th started out peaceful too, folks, so be careful. We've been doing everything that we can to promote peaceful environment. We're not out to overthrow the government or change election results. We're not that. We're here simply to be respected as Americans that want our Constitution of the United States respected. That's what we want. And they want the Emergency Powers Act stopped. They want it stopped immediately. It goes on in this, and we're running out of time. The message is really that the abuse of emergency powers that we've seen multiple states and feds engaged in over the last almost two years has to stop. The state of emergency needs to end. There is no emergency anymore, and that's coming from Dundas.
Because to just end a mandate here and a mandate there, I love the way he put this, we're just playing whack-a-mole. And we're not getting to the root because of the problems. We're going through mainly red states, so they don't really expect any blockades. The convoy was inspired by the Freedom Convoy of Canada. Thousands of truckers have decided to protest, with many staying in the capital of Canada, blaring horns and engaging in celebration of freedom. Five Canadian provinces, including Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec, have lifted or announced plans to remove their COVID-19 vaccination mandates. Got to be careful, folks. We have a lot of Trudeaus in Washington these days and across some of the states. We're America. And as you know, being studying with uh, NTSO and talking about how we were deceived by our Congress many, many years ago, and the deception continues, we have to be careful. But we cannot be afraid to stand up and do what we believe is right or righteous. It's not about left or right. It's about righteousness in America to bring it back home, to bring us back to freedom, to bring America home. Home. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say... We're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency.